Hey guys, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, whatever it is that you prefer. Um, if you hear snipping in the background, that's because you're chilling with me right now. And I'm in the process of trying to figure out how the fuck do people silk wrap their nails. Now, <laughs> before anyone comes for me, I could potentially get this done. Um, but... The silk thing only cost me a dollar, and the nail glue only cost me a dollar, and the effort cost me nothing, because I do actually want to learn, versus over $120 in a nail salon. So, you are going to experiment with me right now, <laughs> because I always wanted to do this. I just cannot justify the price tag. It's the same reason why I do my hair myself. Sometimes you just gotta go with your gut and either take the hit or try and figure it out regardless of the results. So I'm a crafty bitch. So I'm here to fuck it up and find out. I tried the first time. Didn't end up great, but I figured out the trick I think works for me. Regardless, I'm here. <laughs> and while my tea cools down and my snacks heat up, I'm going to talk about something I have just finished reading. Well, technically rereading, I remember starting it years ago, but never having the opportunity to finish because my public library that I went to didn't really carry the books and there was like some controversy about it, so my ass couldn't get it. Regardless, now I'm an adult and I was able to get it, so I read the whole entire series. And this series has two particular different names even in english so yeah i'll let you know the one is tramps like us which is the title that i remember and then there was a title saying you are my pet now that i was less familiar with and i just kind of just sat there and said you know what i've seen the art looks familiar i thought there were two separate like series but no it ended up being the same but I still excited nonetheless so I picked the book and I started reading and let me tell you that I did not put it down for three days straight I just continued to read because it was just one of those books that are just so good because the drama was dramaing, and it had a lot of um well, historical events at this point because <laughs> it the book was from the 80s, okay? So the, the manga is from the actual 80s and you can tell because of the style and the art, it's just, it's gorgeous but very 80s. And it spoke about a lot of things that happened in the 80s and like the, how would I say this, like early 90s. So if you really want a bit of the fashion and a bit of that culture, and back in the day, I recommend that you like definitely check it out. I recommend this book in general, but specifically if you were interested in stuff like that with like manga with current events or current events at the time, like that's definitely a really fun one. So you are my pets and or tramps like us, and I believe this is another alternative title. It is also made into a drama, a J drama. I believe there's a movie about it as well, etc. There's a lot. Like it's like a fan favorite which makes sense because I'm like I remember a little bit of it but I didn't remember much from there 
And in fact, I confused it with a very similar book, but I forget that title and one day I'm going to find it. Anyways, so we begin with our main girl, Sumire. Sumiri. Sumiri. There you go. That would be the correct pronunciation. Now, Sumiri is a late 20s, you know, woman who recently broke up with her fiance. Now, why did she break up with her fiance? Well, because her fiance cheated on her. And why did he cheat on her? Well, you don't ever need a reason to actually cheat on somebody. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. But um, the reason that he cheated on her was because he felt an inferiority when it came to her. Because she's one of, not necessarily like a type A personality, like I would like the really anal one. But she comes across as a perfectionist as uh, can do she's definitely a career woman she's been focusing on herself um she comes from a pretty well off background and her parents do well her grandfather definitely does have some financial resources but on her own merit she was able to go to a very prestigious university tokyo university which is notoriously fucking difficult to get into so starting off from the bat like she is that girl she's she's that girl she's it and because she's it she also experiences a lot of discrimination on men by men and other women who oftentimes feel like they're trying to compete where they can't compare um as someone who <laughs> kind of has to deal with this a lot and not because i come from like a wealthy background or anything like that but because like i come across as very like like, I related to this character a bit. Um, I come across as quite stern and strict and, like, get things done. I don't care. No excuse kind of situation. Um, especially as a woman, people tend to, like, really <laughs> try hard to judge you or find fault in you wherever they can. It's, like, a whole thing. So, she's always on her P's and Q's, technically, as a person. Um, but yeah, so it's kind kind of around work that, you know, he broke up with her. She's single, like, and so people kind of feel like, okay, now we can kind of humble her a bit because like, oh, she can't keep a man and this and forth, even though I don't understand why that's like a judgment, but <laughs> I guess it is. And she's a little hurt by that, but she tries not to let it show because she's like, you know, I'm not... I'm not here for that. Like, I'm on my own merit. I don't give a fuck. I don't need anyone. Like, it is what it is. And she's like, she's like, I'm tired of it. Uh, And she's more tired of it in a way because she had gone out of the way to, like, purchase a home. And that was going to be their home. It's a nice little, like, three-bedroom home. And, like, you know, a little far from, not too far from the city. And she, you know, worked her ass off to purchase it. She's still, like, you know paying it off or whatever and that's where she kind of hoped you know to have her life and have her kids and he kind of fucked that all up for her in a way so she's kind of disillusioned at this point working knowing that people are judging her and are talking behind her back and she just you know kind of keep moving on you know and it's tough it's not easy but she makes it look easy which pisses other people off of course you know so one day, um, on her way home, she's kind of like low-key talking to a friend 
and you know well not not at that time because there was no cell phones uh she was just by herself walking and she notices a box that says take me in it and in there she finds a young man i'm gonna call him a young man um at first i thought he was a kid um and technically by standards you would see him as a kid but I guess he's technically an adult. 18 is technically an adult. Young adult, but whatever. Um, and he comes out. He kind of has like curlyish, brownish hair. And he's crying, basically. Not really crying, but like asking this woman to just take him home. And she's freaking out. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? But he's like, look, um, I'm being chased over because I owe somebody money. And he's a gay guy, and I thought that I can, you know, have sex with the money, but he realized, like, I, I, he realized that he really couldn't, he couldn't go through with it, so now he owes this potential, like, dude, like, money. How much money? We don't even know. So he's like, please, let me crash, whatever, and so she's like, you know what? Fine. I know martial arts. I'm actually a master in it, so fine. I'll house you for, like... A night basically and also she kind of feels bad because he reminds her of her dog that had passed away and her dog was her best friend she does have a best friend but you know the dog was her personal best friend the only thing that she could ever confide in the only thing that she could ever like open up to all her like soreness and all her weaknesses so yeah so she's she's definitely an animal lover um <laughs> So she takes him in, and after the first day, she realizes, oh, you know, he's actually kind of adorable, like, fine. And when she comes home, like, she kind of, like, ends up cooking for him and kind of getting used to him. So she ends up giving him a name because she's like, I don't want to humanize you. Um, If you really want to stay, because he, he starts begging her to stay. She's like, if you really want to stay, then you're going to have to be my dog basically you're gonna have to be my dog so i'm gonna give you a name and your name is going to be momo like my dog and he surprisingly just like yeah that sounds normal like yeah that sounds about right i can be your dog so he kind of starts like a master like pet dynamic which is kind of weird if you think about it but it's actually extremely wholesome uh don't know how they did that really but they really made it wholesome and yeah you kind of just see them chilling together or whatever and she's still having a life and she's being successful and there are chapters where we kind of get to see things through his eyes and but the main story is through her eyes and what she's going through and then like the world around her so let me kind of go a little bit more about who she is. Okay, so she is a reporter and she's been dying to go into like the world news sector, but she just hasn't had the chance, but she's really been working up in the section that she's in and she's doing a really good job of it. And so she's kind of, you know, she's higher up in the position with her department that she's in but she's still mostly interested in the wellness department because that's what she has the biggest interest in and you see her kind of striving towards this goal like a lot of the there's 14 like novel for 14 
volumes and like most of it she's really trying to get in there and it's just her and she's living her life and she has you know um friends who friend her best friend is yuri yuri is a married lady with like a daughter and she used she's the reason why like sumiri is seen as this like super hot super gorgeous woman because yuri is the one who kind of helped her get find her style and find what worked for her and like make sure that she grew up to be the elegant woman that she knows that she could be so a lot of people come get introduced and she starts kind of dating and you know we start seeing momo kind of start like really attaching himself to, like really really attaching himself to her like literally calling her master at times and really like seeing her qualities and what made her like special and like watching him in a way be very proud that that's his master like it's really cute like in a weird way and he doesn't really like he doesn't do the creepy shit that a lot of like manhwa manga likes to do like especially like when it comes to you know jose mangas and romance mangas he's actually like a more reserved character which i really find funny so a little bit about momo momo's actually a dancer he has piercings he has his curly hair but he's falling on the shorter side of things like sumore is a, and it's canonically around five six five seven and i know because um she's the same height as me it's around five seven five eight five eight ish and momo is like around like five four like five five four to five one i would say so he is actually a ballet dancer but he wants to be more of a modern dancer and he goes to courses for it in fact he even had a girlfriend that he lived with at the time named rumi and she's more of a traditional ballet dancer and she's like a little bit younger than him now we still see some of her ex fiance be around because they have a similar job in similar fields so he's still kind of around and she's still hurt by this but momo actually helps her a lot to like find her self-worth and get her confidence because even though she has outward confidence sometimes she lacks inward confidence and he definitely like helps her with that and helps her see like hey it's not about what other people think it's about what you think about yourself and you're gorgeous and you're everything anyone could want and then slowly you could see him really falling for her and her really coming to highly depend on him there was even a chapter where he had to do his dance thing and he wasn't home for a while and she was freaking out like where is he like where is he gone like and you could see her kind of break down and like she has this thing where whenever she's kind of upset or she's really like mauling over things she'll sit there and like she'll wash his hair for like a very long time take him to the bath or whatever she does not sexualize him at all in fact it's really funny because she's like i don't care shut up you're a dog i don't i don't give a fuck <laughs> and like yeah she'll just like you know and he kind of knows like her thing and he even sees her cry and he comforts her and he's there for her. 
but he doesn't do any housework because he actually really sucks like he can't even be said to do fucking errands because this boy gets lost he's a mess and a half and they live together for like a year before she really starts getting into a relationship with a man <sighs> name she had she gehito she gehito hasume hasume i'm gonna call him hasume and he is a very wealthy reporter for the world news he reports on the outgoings and ingoings of you know popular world news and current events etc and this is the 80s so he's there's mentioning princess diana and you know beepers and things that are coming into fruition and popularity it's really fun Mm, okay so Shihito kind of ends up going after Sumure because they actually knew each other even though it was brief in college and he never actively pursued her and we're not sure exactly why it was that he just didn't actively pursue her because it was clear that it was evident from the way they told the story that she was actually interested in him but she never actually pursued it because she didn't think you know she didn't catch his attention especially because that time she was more of a world flower wallflower slash like nerdier kind of girl just focused on her schoolwork which you know as she should focus on your schoolwork and then everything else anyways not a moral lesson to have but anyways uh you know it's just trying to focus on her schoolwork as she should and time just kind of went on and you know they lived their lives and then eventually they came back they came back around so things are going pretty well and then you start seeing momo kind of get a little bit of jealousy and he's trying hard not to be jealous because he's he's happy for her he wants her to be happy and he just kind of wants to stay by his side but he's kind of like aware like hey if this dude really like comes into her life into her life like i might have to find my way out and she's kind of like no like i want to keep you like no matter what happens and this makes him feel better but he kind of like in a way he knows and mind you um her best friend knows about this whole situation this whole you know situationship like that she keeps him around and keeps like a pet and they even bicker back and forth which is really funny but yeah so she kind of starts dating this guy and she really likes him and Momo tries not to sabotage it because he's like you know what like I hope that she's happy like I just wanted to be happy but um he does get a little jealousy in there and and you know makes noise like a dog would and so yeah she has to be like oh yeah that's my dog ha 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 and everyone at work knows that she has a pet because she kind of secretly like alludes to yeah I have a you know my baby the son the fourth my pet i love him so much oh my god momo blah 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 blah. which is commonly a pet name so people think that she has a pet but she never really elaborates too much because obviously she doesn't want people to really know um but she does take like parental pride like he's a dog it's so funny uh she takes parental pride like he's a dog for his accomplishments anyways um they start getting more and more serious but she can't seem to like bring him home or get really like in bed in bed with him she kind of keeps like 
holding this off and it's not because she's trying to be celibate in fact she actually really likes him but something in her is kind of like having this debate on whether he's actually in there for her and he does check all the the things that she wants in a guy but she's just like a little bit hesitant about him and she doesn't understand where this hesitancy is coming from because on paper he's everything she wants and she's a very like determined lady and he fits the boxes he has more money than her he's successful he's tall he's not intimidated by her he has a great position and he could allow her to you know still be her you know what the debate is today which is like the whole feminine self bullshit so you can see this is a conversation that has been happening for a while but eventually there is a situation where he does end up in her house and and he meaning momo kind of introduces himself as like a cousin so it doesn't kind of raise any like red flags for him uh eventually you know he gets you know familiarized as like the pet like the like the not the pet but like um like the cousin and he doesn't think anything of it or their relationship and she's very like pleased by this so she's like yes I get to have my man and I get to have my loyal pet and everything's is great in the world. But even though she mentally knows, hey, like this cannot be a forever thing. But still. Anyways, apparently she's not the only person that's done this. Apparently there are other people who also do similar things in this universe or some shit like that. It's not very common. It's considered quite taboo, but some people do it. And... She ends up finding out that he doesn't like that. Like, he thinks that that's fucking weird and creepy and wrong and dehumanizing. So she kind of starts looking at Momo in a different way. It's like, hey, you know, are you happy here? You know, like, are you good? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm, like, super happy. This is the best thing that could ever happen to me. I don't have to have sex with you. I get meals. I still go to classes and rehearsals and... I still live my life but he's like I have you and you're a great company so that definitely you know helps her mentally a little bit sorry about that like <laughs> so like comes to terms with herself in the situation and then eventually she starts getting curious about him like with her own relationship she's dealing with that but she starts getting interested in who the fuck is Momo when she's not around this is where she finds out that he has an ex-girlfriend, that she still loves him, that he is just a genuinely all-around pretty cool dude, but he does have some kind of, like, heart condition that gives him seizures or something along those lines. They don't really go into it. And she kind of starts liking him and appreciating him as a human being. Which is kind of funny. By this time, it's already a year and a half has passed. And her boyfriend and her finally sleep together. And unfortunately, he's gotten a position in Hong Kong to give out some of the, you know, world news. It's a great opportunity for him. It allows more benefits and, you know, etc. And he offers for her to just drop everything and go with him and 
she's just like, no. Like, no, I don't want to go. Even though everyone's convinced that she's going to go. Even she's kind of convinced herself. But then she realizes, I have my life. I made it here on my own sweat and dime. I'm not some little girl or just someone who can be okay with just dropping my whole life and just going wherever the fuck you want me to go. Like, that's not me. I'm a person too. So he tries to like propose to her and she does accept the engagement, but she doesn't go with him. And she starts kind of in her mind preparing herself for the day that her situation is going to change. But then this brings up a lot of questions like pregnancy, you know, like how is she going to open up when she really can't open up to him, even though he's everything that she wants, she can't open up to him the way she can open up to quote unquote Momo. And this does bother her in a way because her and her friend talk about it and it's, like, it's clear that it bothers her that she's not able to. And she kind of comes to term like, you know, I just can't. It's just not in my nature to be that way. Like, I just can't give myself over to him completely. I need my separation. I need it to be, you know, me and about me and I need to do for me, which is so progressive. PSA, so progressive to sit there and be like, I know that I love this guy, but I want certain things. I want certain goals. I want to do certain stuff. And this isn't conducive to the life I want to live. So they kind of do this long distance thing. But this is where we kind of get to really know more about her mans. Because now he's off, quote unquote, the leash. Let's just say it like that. So Hasumi is, he has a good heart. And he kind of wants to help everyone and he wants to be like this golden boy. Which you think is funny because you think it would be Momo. But no, Momo is only, he's very self-serving. And that's definitely a thing for him. Momo is self-serving, but he's a gentleman about it. He's fine with it. He knows himself. He's okay with that. And he doesn't pretend he's something he's not. But... Takashi, like, oh, not, not Takashi, Hasumi pretends to be this great, outstanding dude, but he finds himself attracted to a local prostitute who, well, hostess slash prostitute. It's, it, it's kind of implied that she's a bit of a prostitute, um, regardless. He finds himself in a situation where he's basically doing the same thing that she's doing and so we kind of get this weird like oh is it the equivalency but it's not because he's actively sexually attracted to this woman he's trying to pretend that he isn't and reject his own feelings and you know sit there and be like i'm a great guy i'm just helping a girl out or whatever but that's not really the case like and he really starts and it, it was like a weird conflicting moment when I was reading it. Because I was like, I do see his side. And technically, by all accounts, he's not wrong. But he is also wrong. It's weird. Because he completely hides her existence. He pretends that she's a cat. And they're at a point where they're being intimate. And this is when he kind of knows that he's wrong and he tries to put some distance between them, but 
either she's a really good manipulator or he's really an idiot and he can't seem to separate himself from her only until um Sumure comes around that she kind of backs off a little bit and we start seeing a little bit of the trust issues start emerging because something doesn't feel right to her but she can't really say what it is um she stays over for a little while things go down or whatever is a whole plot line but you know it is what it is she goes back home and now she kind of knows momo as not just momo but also his real name which is takashi she kind of knows the human side of him and the pet intimate version of him so they definitely have like an emotional relationship going on like a hyper dependency on each other and momo starts to realize like hey you know i am hyper dependent on her she's engaged she's thinking about it and i need to get out of this situation i need to get my head out of this so he starts going really hard on his modern dancing and since she technically got a promotion as well to kind of keep her satiated and keep her busy, um, she ended up going into the foreign department, foreign news department, not necessarily world news, but foreign news department. And she is there. She's doing her job. She's doing a good job. You know, her employees are a little belligerent sometimes. She's still doing a good job and she's kind of having fun with it. Here and there, learning, practicing English. And Momo, seeing the opportunity, starts kind of introducing her to famous people who are, you know, famous in different circles. Kind of allowing him to also get into the news for his, like, you know, connections. It's, it's a whole thing. Like, they definitely benefit from having each other. And then eventually, you know, he has a trip to Hong Kong for performance. And on his way there, he gets to see Hasumi and his side piece. And he ends up taking a picture of this and keeps keeping it on him. Okay, so this is not from now on. This is just spoilers because I really wanted to talk about this book. So at this point, he starts doing his own investigation. This guy is like... You are not going to disrespect my girl like that, basically. Like, you're not going to do her like that. That's fucked up. In his head, obviously. And so he starts, you know, snooping. Snooping and snooping. And he ends up finding out where she works. Um, she ends up, He ends up finding out a little bit about her past and her usage of um, illicit substances. Uh, I'm going to say it like that. <laughs> so this is how you know I fucking work. I can't stand myself. Um, illicit substances and... He takes the opportunity to kind of put some distance between him, like between the fiance and this girl. So he ends up kind of sneaking up on her and basically threatening to murder her, which is kind of a dark scene. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of shocked because I didn't think that he would do something like that because he's such a sweet and like he plays it off like such a sweet, innocent guy. But when it came down to it, he was like, bro, I will fucking murder you for my girl. I will murder you because I don't want you getting involved with him. Don't play like that. Don't fucking play like that. He literally had a whole knife to her throat. It was a whole situation to have. I was just like, I was shook. 
When I read that shit, I was literally shook. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. I was out there with my little iPad freaking the fuck out. So anyway. <laughs> this does kind of scare her away in a, in a way. And it scares her away for a little while. Because she's just like, you're right. Like, I really am fucking up somebody's relationship. He technically doesn't even want me here. I'm just attaching myself because I want him. And, you know... He goes home, but he doesn't tell her about this because he doesn't want to hurt her feelings. But now he's kind of like resolved to kind of taking her away from him. And yeah, so relationship develops or whatever. And we get to see more of like him trying to separate and put more distance. And you start feeling like the loneliness because like, even though her fiance is gone, she's fine. It's not until Momo slash Tashiki starts really like starting to put distance between them that she really starts to feel like a lot of the loneliness in her heart and like feeling isolated because she really does depend on him emotionally more than anything else. And not having him there with her is just affecting her so profoundly that she starts crying. She starts going through depression. She starts being dazed at work. It's a whole problem. But she's just there waiting for him to return. More than she's waiting for, you know, her fiance, technically. And even her best friend friend kind of notices it and it's like girl like you sure you good good like what is this why are you acting this way this is not you so to kind of get herself out of this funk a little bit she tries to go out but she doesn't really have the motivation to do so and it's kind of like hey i really do need him around i don't know how it's possible for me to move on without him he does eventually come back and one day by accident she ends up seeing looking through his phone like she ends up snooping around and looking through his phone and she finds the picture of her man and him and her so she's a bad bitch she's not just gonna let this shit go so she ends up taking an impromptu fucking trip to hong kong to confront her man on the bullshit but you know, kudos to him, like, Hasumi, he does actively come clean. Like, I do respect that he did that. He does come clean, and I kind of asked her how she got that, and she's like, yeah, my cousin, he actually was around here, and he saw this, and I'm gonna be honest, like, I don't respect that. The fucking engagement is over, like, get a, like you disappointed me, basically. Like, get the fuck out of here. Get, get the fuck out of my face. And this sends him spiraling, like really badly spiraling. He ends up like really kicking her the fuck out, basically blaming her for like losing his engagement, losing the woman of his dreams, his future, the mother of his future kids. Like he's losing his absolute ish, right? And not only that, but he's also, like, confused because he thought, like, I found the one. I found everything. I, I I had it all and I lost it all because I'm a fucking moron. I'm a fucking idiot. No puedo 
like something in his soul didn't resonate well with that. And he eventually tries to come back or whatever, like after a while, but she's just like, nah, bro, like it is what it is. Um, eventually the girl that he was with, she does leave the house and when he finally kind of starts like, you know what, this realizing like, yo, this wasn't her fault, you know, it's my own fault. I fucked up. I chose this and he's like, I need to take responsibility for my actions. And so he kind of starts trying to look for the girl again. He goes to the club that she works in basically and He's informed that she's no longer there, like she just decided to retire or whatever. And so he goes and tries to find her and he found that she was, when she, he finally gets to the house, he realizes that she's overdosing. Um, yeah, this is, this is a pretty like mature story, like just so you know. Uh, he finds her kind of overdosing, he takes her to the hospital. She ends up alright, but she still has some, like, long-lasting effects from it. And he's like, you know what? I'll take care of you. Like, I got nothing better to do. Like, I already fucked up. I already, like, made my bed. I might as well lie in it. And something about this feels wrong to her, but she's also like, I don't want to lose my opportunity with him. This is going to be, like, the best guy I'm ever going to get. So, fuck it. Like, I'll, like, I accept that. Even though at first she didn't really want to. So, now they have like this weird, slightly toxic relationship where his heart is still with the other girl. Like, he still clearly wants the other girl. But, anyways. Yeah, that's that's what happened with his story. It was kind of sad, honestly. I kind of felt bad because I'm like, yo, like, had you just been a man and, like, put some firm boundaries between you and this woman like you probably would have gotten married you probably would have had everything you wanted and Mel would have not had a chance because he generally knew he couldn't really compete with you like that you know you were literally everything she wanted but mm-mm. anyways sometimes things just don't work out the way you want and that's definitely one of the morals of this story so now that he's out of the way, Momo slash Takashi now has the ability to really go after her. So he starts, you know, really going ham and it's like starts making little comments and saying things to her and, you know, trying to be more of a man and decides to, you know, really take his career seriously because he's like, I want to be the kind of guy that you can really be proud of and I can't do that just living under your thumb I need to make something of my own so that we can have something together and not just you always giving to me which I find to be so beautiful by the way at this point like two years have passed he's so he's like in his 20s now and so he heads off to Germany to the dance school where he's been accepted um, with praise because of a performance that he performed, that he did. By the way, um, what's her name? Goes to a lot of her perform, goes to a lot of Momo's performances. Um, Sumori goes to a lot of his performances and really is very supportive of him and his dance. And even the friend is too, in a way, even though she doesn't want to admit it. So, <laughs> so yeah. They're both just like, 
she doesn't want him to go, but she understands that this is his chance. And before he leaves, he basically, you know, admits that he loves her. And which is kind of fucked up and a little manipulative. Like, bro, you leave after saying whatever, man. So he heads off to actually see his family for the first time. Because, you know, he does mention that the reason that he's so, like, attractive and good with women and you know, like a sweet talker is because he actually grew up in a family full of women and he was the only boy. And to be liked, you have to be, you know, a little bit better than the average dude. So, you know, he learned how to be a ladies man. He learned how to please his sisters and make them happy and learned how to be emotionally available, etc. Like, <laughs> it's really funny. Like they're really pushing boys raised with a lot of sisters so yeah like he kind of the reason that he was homeless and he was there in the first place is because he's actually very wealthy and he ran away from home because his father wanted him to drop the whole like dance situation even though his mom was a dancer and join him in running the family business and help support all five of his sisters and he was just like no like this is my passion this is what I want to do he he kind of like ended up losing a bit of himself along the way but found himself once you know um Sumore came into his life so he really does credit her for making him a better man it's so I'm telling you I'm telling you this guy's like a made by a dream this dude was made by a fucking woman. Like, written by women, made by women, approved by women. Um, so yeah. Short King. Anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, he goes home and he thanks his parents. And it's like, hey, you know, I want to make a better man of myself. I need your support. And they support him. And he goes to Germany to school. And... Eventually, Rumi ends up joining him there as well, but he isn't like that, even though Rumi's, like, trying to get in between them this time, he doesn't, she doesn't get to do it because, you know, he's an honest dude, even though at one point he does have a little bit of a fuck up, he comes around and he admits what it is and what was going on and, like, you know, she is trying to play with me, she was here for a while, and, you know, kind of come clean, which is something, you know, the other guy didn't do. So, they're doing this back and forth thing. But, you know, flights to Germany are a lot more expensive, you know, from Japan than Hong Kong and Japan is. So, you know, clearly, it's a little bit more of a struggle for her to get there, for him to get back or whatever. But they kind of have this on and off situation where they kind of try to visit each other. And so, she takes a little while off from her department and she goes out there to see him and they have sex for the first time (laughs) and yeah so it was great and whatever after his performance but then in the hotel that she's in guess who's also there the parents and the sister and so she has this kind of like impromptu meeting where she kind of fucks up a little bit but you know she also knows that she's older so she has this kind of like weird situation she's feeling a little weird about the whole thing but they kind of just like you know what it is what it is like he's a little brother but you know take care of him do your best 
we're here, whatever. 10 out of 10. And think, you know, things go relatively well. Eventually, you know, he does come back home. His hair is cut. He's a, he's a different man now. He's a lot more trained. He's a lot more successful. And funny enough, this is when we find out, like, she's pregnant. And we find out she's pregnant because her sister ends up pregnant. And, you know, a little while later, she ends up, like, kind of, like, feeling weird or whatever. So she checks it out. She's pregnant. She doesn't want to tell anyone. She doesn't even know how she feels about the whole situation. But she knows she wants to have a family in a way. She's like, you know what? I am a family woman, but I'm not sure if I'm that kind of girl to just stay home or if I'm the kind of person to go to work. And at this point, it's, like, the early 90s or whatever. So there's that, like, debate on, like, is this good? Is this bad? Am I a bad mother if I don't do this and forth? And all this stuff is happening, like, in her own head. She's not sharing this information with him. She's just trying to keep it low. And she also knows she has to also confront her own family. Because of the whole thing, we do know that she has an older sister. And her older sister is even more type A than she is. And she has a grandfather who presents himself as quite strict. So, yeah. She has to find a way to kind of break it out and, like, kind of introduce him. So, she's like, you know what? Let me at least... She doesn't tell him anything, but she's like, you know what? At least let me introduce him to the family. So, she convinces him to, like, go around. And even though she knows it's going to be a bad situation, it's at least off her consciousness that she has to do it. It doesn't go well. And the, the grandfather ends up sending some, like, assassins after him. It's a funny story. But throughout this whole situation, you know, she kind of ends up revealing that she's pregnant. And the granddad is like, okay, fine. Like, if you're pregnant and you're happy, I'm fucking happy. I'm ecstatic for you. What concerns me is your happiness at the end of the day and your safety. And if you're good and this is what you want to do, then I love it. If you love it. And it's very sweet. And the whole story ends with her and him getting married it's so precious and so beautiful and you know it's still up in the air whether or not she's gonna work or she's gonna go back to doing the things but you know it's not necessarily about that it was about the journey (laughs) but if I have to say anything I think she's probably gonna continue working and living her best life and doing her thing um and trying to be superwoman because she just gives that kind of vibe that she wants to go above and beyond for everything and I think that she'll do great. Honestly, I got so emotionally attached to this character. Um, I found out recently that there's actually a second book <laughs> called um, Kiss and Never Cry. And yeah, I do want to check that out as well. But overall, honestly, I know it just went on for like an hour. My tea is cold now and it's good temperature to drink it. But yeah, if you want something to read over the Christmas situation, Christmas break, holiday break, whatever you want to consider it to be, may I highly recommend You Are My Pet. So check it out. Alright? So I went off for like a good hour. um, And I'm going to call this a day. So bye! Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.